welcome to Crafting Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm one of your hosts. Every Wednesday and Friday, we bring you interviews of female and non-binary makers of all kinds from all over the world. Today's guest is Tanya of Tanya Made. Tanya is a woodworker, uh, wood carver, messes around with a little bit of resin, um, yeah, I think she is, oh, Turner, I think she's just extremely happy to get to work with tools and make things and um, brings her joy and she enjoys making things for other people as well. Before we hop into the interview with Tanya, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thanks so much, Lee at Lee Runyon, Annette, 513 Woodworks, Katie Thompson, Women of Woodworking, Kevin, Lefty's Woodshop. Christy, Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Rachel, Moody Makes, uh, Bonnie, Toolmom Bonnie, ToolmomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Brandy, Studio, Obey, Lee, The Rainbow Carver, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued ongoing support, helping to produce two episodes a week, every week. Now let's head on in to the interview with Tanya. Well, I like to start by asking my guests to introduce themselves. So will you do that for me? Uh, yeah, well, my name is Tanya. Uh, spelled with an I, not a Y. It's a very hard thing to grasp sometimes to people. But, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm a lesbian. I'm disabled and I woodwork and do crafts and a little bit of everything, I guess. Okay, awesome. And Uh, a single dog mom. A single dog mom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an only mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well, let's take a step back and uh, I want to know your kind of the big story of Tanya, like baby tanya to how oh, did wow. you get into what you're doing now so yeah where'd you where'd you grow up we're going back huh? yeah uh so about 32 years ago getting close because my birthday's in december okay so, uh i was born in uh tijuana in tj and we lived in tj till i was about seven uh my mom and my dad, my dad, uh, my mom has a, like a grocery store, I guess you'd call it kind of like a, like a store for everything mm-hmm. in TJ. And she has it, um, the way it's my grandma's house, my Nana's house. And like in the front yard is a store. So the store basically, um, provides for whatever my Nana needs, so like her medication now and like the, like bills for the house and all that. And she runs it with my other two uncles and my Nana. Now she's not as as uh, hands-on into the store as she used to be, you know, old age and things happen. But um, but yeah, and my, so my mom crosses every day. So we turned seven. I went to school in TJ till I was in second grade, finished second grade. And then we moved here to a house because my mom said, if you're moving me, for my country 
to another country. I'd rather be poor in my country than someone else's. <laughs> so she said, if you're taking me somewhere else, you buy me a house. She's like, renting here, renting over there, I might as well rent where I know. <laughs> so we moved into a house. Uh, my dad uh, used to, he was part, he was the co-founder of a lowrider club. Uh, so he sold his pride and joy and put the down payment on a house. So we've been living here since I was seven. Uh, we've uh, remodeled the house and whatnot, you know, but yeah, we moved here. And when I moved here, I skipped third grade because apparently TJ's advanced for a year. Somehow it's a whole debacle. <laughs> I'm also a December baby. So it's like hard to place me. Right. Um, so I jumped to fourth grade here. Luckily, I knew some English because uh, me and my brother, uh, we kind of, we had cousins that were living here. Mm -hmm. So we would come over here all the time. And so we kind of learned some English from them. And we also learned English for like watching cartoons, right? Mm -hmm. So like the Simpsons, you know, all the horrible cartoons, right? <laughs> Hence why I, now I know why I probably have like the worst sailor mouth, right? Uh, makes a whole lot of sense. But <laughs> but yeah, and like we picked it up pretty fast. So I went into fourth grade and they put me in like a bilingual class. Walked in like I've, I've always been the person that shows up early. So I guess I was at that age because I showed up and I just went straight into the classroom. No kids. The teacher was like setting up her stuff and was like, whoa, there's a child in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, lady. And then like she asked me a couple of questions. I started answering her in English. And then she was like, why are you here? I was like, I just moved here, dude. I don't know where I'm at. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I don't know. So I did school. So I started in fourth grade. And then high school, when I graduated high school, uh, I've always wanted to work with animals. So um, I've, I'm not a good test taker. Like I've spelled my name wrong several times on a test and I'm glad they didn't mark me down for that. But it's my anxiety is like horrible when it comes to that. So I was like, college is not my thing. So my guidance counselor was like, well, there's these things called vocational schools and there's like a veterinary assistant one and she's like and you can work your way up and I was like well sounds good to me <laughs> so I did that so I did two veterinary assistant courses um and the way this one worked was so it was like a year of, for the full course and you only paid for your books and your scrubs or whatever you needed everything else like the course and everything else was free so it was like pretty kick-ass and um so the first six months was in school training and then the second six months was like a internship and like a class a week instead of three classes a week and I did two of those and and I learned very quickly that in a in a vet hospital six months in you know how to do everything unless you're the vet <laughs> <laughs> so uh luckily uh, my ex-wife at the time, well, my wife at the time, uh, her brother worked in research. Mm -hmm. So then he was like, well, you work with animals. So why don't you jump into this? And then I started working in labs, uh, doing research, first washing cages, and then kind of worked my way up. 
and I've been doing that since 2007. I'm still have a full-time job working in labs. Um, so I've worked with all kinds of animals from mice, rats, guinea pigs, rabbits, goats, sheep, pigs, dogs, cats. I think it runs a gamut there. <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned a lot. I mean, we did, uh, I did a lot of like, cancer research a lot of ocular research was really cool to like help out like testing um like uh what are those uh testing like the oh my god words find them <laughs> contacts there you ah. go testing like contacts on rabbits and stuff like that a lot of people get worked up about but i mean if the building were on fire, I need to take those animals out before I leave. So it's mm -hmm. like there's very, very strict rules and we make sure that the animals are very, very well taken care of. Like they're enriched and they have toys. They have all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're treated better than we are. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Uh, but um, yes, yeah, so I've been doing that. And then uh, I left my wife. Uh, it was a very, uh, she was abusive both physically and uh, verbally. So I was uh, for about three and a half years, started verbal and then uh, six months later turned physical and it got pretty bad. A friend of mine, I met this girl at a job and she was like, you're not going home. A week after knowing me, uh, I thank God for her every day. Uh, probably why I'm still here, but you know. And so I left my wife, uh, and then apparently when you have traumatic things that happen to you, you might develop fibromyalgia. Mm. So another awesome thing that happens, you know, after horrible, <laughs> horrible experiences. Uh, so that they think that's something that happens to you. The reason why I got it probably, I don't really know, but I developed fibromyalgia and so I got really, really sick. It went downhill fast. And like, I lost a lot of my muscle mass. And like, I was in ROTC in high school. So I was like built, right? And all my muscle mass is going down. I, one day I realized, like I was sitting in my bed. So I would go to work and then come home and sit in my bed and watch videos or movies or whatever. And one day I was like, I'm like rotting in this bed and that's not okay. And so I've always been like, I used to, I've always drawn since I was like 10. So I've always been like, I guess, artsy, you could call it. And I also in between <laughs> with my wife, uh, we started doing crystal meth. So luckily now I left her in 2010, we're in 21. So I'm 11 years sober. So my, for my five year sobriety, I bought myself a drafting table. So I was sitting in my bed watching YouTube videos and I turned and looked at my drafting table and I was like, I haven't done that in a while. That's not good. <laughs> and so I started drawing a little bit again and through watching YouTube videos, I found woodworking, you know, going through the YouTube hole mm -hmm. of like finding one video to another. And I was like, this is cool. And then I'm like, whoa, it's just like 3D drawing. And once I get something stuck in my head, 
my parents are like, why? <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, yeah. well, she's doing something. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I want to say I've been woodworking for about three years, I think. Three, okay. four years. And um, doing okay. I love uh, carving. That's my bread and butter. Like that's my chip. I started chip carving first because that was like the easiest thing, right? I could start doing that in my drafting table, mm-hmm. like in my bed. And then I was like, I kind of like this. And then it slowly, I started with like a saw and a drill. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was like, I have the circular saw. You want to use this? So I was like, cool. <laughs> and then I got a miter saw. And then I upgraded my miter saw. And then I got a sander. And then little by little, you know, mm-hmm. I got all kinds of machines now in this little backyard. <laughs> well, not little backyard, but little corner in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my dad is not the, the biggest fan of me bringing wood and like all kinds of stuff. Cause I'm the one that picks up pallets and like <laughs> crappy wood off the road. And he's like, why? He's like, you need to start taking, he's like, you need to start getting rid of some stuff before you keep bringing more stuff. <laughs> yeah. He sounds, he sounds a bit like my wife. My wife is like no more wood until, uh, until you get rid of the stuff that you already have. Um, right. <laughs> I'm like, but, but I never know when but I'm going to need that piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. I get it. Um, oh. Well, congrats on being 11 years sober. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm very uh, happy about it. You know, it, eh, it's, I think the day I left there, it was one of those moments where like clarity Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like coasting and doing it to kind of get through life. So it was very. And I didn't go to any like 12 step program. I did it by myself, which is, I mean, I don't recommend it. It was like horrible for the first week. Like, and like you think you're about to die because of like, you know, like the withdrawals and stuff like that. But it's. <laughs> half a Tweety Bird, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the withdrawals are really bad, but I did it. I mean, I still have uh, iffy days, you know, when things get really tough. I, mm-hmm. But I erased all the numbers on my phone and, you know, I got everything. So I try to, I try to stay mindful of things. Look at my dog and I go, no, you're more important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I did, I mean, it's, it's not maybe as intense as that, but I stopped drinking like, gosh, now it's been about four months ago. So, um, and yeah, it's the first times. couple of months, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't realize, especially for drinking and stuff. Cause I'm also like, I don't drink either. Mm-hmm. And like, I would, I used to have like a beer or two here and there, but because of all my medication, I can't do it. Okay. So even though I want to sometimes, like my brother and my dad will drink a beer and I'm like, just come, I just walk by and I just smell it. Yep. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was good enough. You can keep this. Yes. I allow it. <laughs> <laughs> just, yep, so it's still beer. Here you can, yeah, yeah. 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 You're safe. You're yeah. safe, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey makers, today's episode is sponsored in part 
by toolmomstore.com. At toolmomstore.com, you can find any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders, all sizes. They've got mugs, they've got shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag woodworker on it. And I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well. Um, and also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast at checkout. If you enter the code maker mom, you will get a 20% discount off any of the merchandise that you buy. So that's just toolmomstore.com. All right, let's head back into the action. Uh, um, do you feel like, do you feel like finding that kind of going or not finding, but going back to the, the drawing and then finding the YouTube hole of woodworking, do you feel like that's been become like a good out, like an outlet for you? Yeah, it's like, a. I think it's been my saving grace, honestly, because my fibromyalgia kind of evened out because the doctors tell you to be, to move and be active, but it hurts, right? It's like, I have horrible days and I have, you know, like I, I have to woodwork around my disabilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I have a lot of like things that I do to kind of adjust and I'm a lot slower, but um, but it has it has helped me so much. Not only like uh, my PTSD after everything, it's like off the roof, my anxiety, I have really bad anxiety. So like stuff like this um, helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, it helped my fibromyalgia and like, cause you get depressed. Like I was get, I was feeling really bad and I was starting to get those like suicidal thoughts again. And I was like, that's not, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, I need to start doing something. Cause I'm going to like rot in this bed. Yeah. I think at least for me, so I have like, I re- I have really bad anxiety. Um, and you know, I go through bouts of pretty bad depression too. I think what helps me with the making is like, it's it like forces your brain to slow down because you're like forced to focus on just this thing that you're doing you're working with tools and you're so you're solely focused and it's almost like I don't it's almost like like, you you forget you forget about everything else yeah it's like your own it's like your own little when the moment you don't even like time doesn't matter you're just like working on this one thing even if it's like one little tooth you're like trying to like make sure it's sharp or whatever like any right. like it's it has like especially with the pandemic it got really bad mm-hmm. for me like and then I lost my dog at the beginning of the pandemic so then it got really bad <laughs> <laughs> uh and like she was poisoned I think so she went down fast mm-hmm. like out of being like a healthy dachshund to like being like really bad and then recently, um, in February, we got uh, Gato, my husky. Yes, I named my dog cat in Spanish, but it's, I think it's hilarious. My parents refuse to call her that, so they call her Luna. But she answers to both. She answers to both, so that's what matters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, like, even, honestly, like, having her out here with me, it's, like, night, like, 
night and day. I realized how much of a difference it makes having a buddy. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I lost my dachshund and I was still woodworking, it I I realized that I need that, like, interaction, mm-hmm. that, like, distraction too on top of i was like i'll be fine i'm just i'm still have like i'm still being this i'm still like yep. doing stuff and like it helped i'm like the woodworking has helped me yeah i'm all carving doing stuff but i'm like no like i'd come home and like no one's here i'm like oh where's my dog mm-hmm. yeah we i mean we got our cats um a little over a year ago now we got them as you know kittens uh brother and sister kittens but we got them during the pandemic and it was definitely we got them for our kids um and yeah. it helped so much for their sake um their mental health sake and it and I realized how much it helped like all of us you know it gave us all something to like focus on and love and you know squish on and all of that fun yeah. like stuff well we're like we're supposed we're creatures that are supposed to like be in groups Mm -hmm. so it's that interaction of like having someone other than your family member you know even though they become your family too but it's like interacting with someone different like having that like you know Mm -hmm. back and forth even though they don't talk back like it's still like uh, that unconditional love you know Mm -hmm. I don't know my cats are pretty lippy so um. (laughs) (laughs) oh Believe me, this girl, I'm telling you, she's getting, she's getting a little too feisty. I mean, we got her at a, at a year old, right? So she's, um, literally her birthday was in February. That's what they're saying. The girl that I got her from found her on the street. So they're saying that she's a year old and you, and she's definitely a year old, but I gave her, I gave her some leeway because she lost her sight. Right. And so she got very depressed and stuff about that, which makes sense. But she's a year old. She's like a year old or going on too close. And she bounced back fast because she's young. And so now she's starting to get a little. (laughs) She's pushing the boundaries. Uh My mom's like, how is she? My mom's like, how is she getting out of the backyard if she's blind? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, she's not dumb. That's right. (laughs) Because she's still a little menace, aren't you? Yes. Well, I'm impressed because I get to be, I get to have the benefit of watching you throw a ball for her. And the fact <laughs> that she can bring it back to you without seeing is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I I can tell that it's like all sound, right? Because yep. when I was showing it to you, she was like doing one of these, right. like, wait a minute. I know I gave it to her. She usually throws it. I don't hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> She's yep. like, mom, what are you doing? What's That's going right. on? <laughs> What's taking you so long? That's right. Um, I want. I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about the carving because you know, as I know, as you know, because we've chatted on Instagram. That's yes. like my love for sure. Um, I know. And I'm always impressed by those of you who do the uh, do the chip carving and stuff because I don't. I don't, I don't, I haven't figured out if it's like, I'm giving myself the excuse that I don't have the patience, which I really don't have the patience, or if it's like, partially there's a fear there of screwing it up. And so I let myself off the hook by saying, I don't have the patience. Well, (laughs) 
There's always CA glue. <laughs> when it comes to chip carving, when it comes to chip carving, thin CA glue is your best friend. Because like those little fine and like what this carving I'm doing right now, like when I know it's a weak area, so it's like thin CA glue and Forza and like tweezers or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just makes sure the shop back is not always on because you'll lose that piece. <laughs> And I have gone through the shop back bucket, finding that piece. <laughs> and I will admit that sometimes it wasn't the actual piece, right. but I did glue it on there and go, <laughs> same wood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I, you know, to that point, I don't have that benefit power carving. I mean, yeah, most of the time. I mean, I have a few tools that throw chips, you know, that's how they carve, but most of them are basically speed sanding, you know, they're yeah. the, the carbide discs. So it's like, unless I really want to pack a bunch of sawdust in that spot, like I'm stuck with whatever <laughs> I come away with. Yeah. I think it's also like a speed thing too, right? Because yeah. it's like, I feel like it's not so much patience as it is like, if you go from like power carving to like chip or like ch chisel carving, like a big difference because it's like it's such a time consuming mm -hmm. thing because it takes a while when you're when you're power carving you can like whip it out in a day or whatever yeah. or like a couple of days chip carving you're i'm two weeks into this one and i'm like halfway through though yeah uh chip carving yeah for sure with the chisel i just watched I've been I've been starting my brains been getting obsessed lately with um you know the whole idea of like where uh certain techniques originated or where um certain design styles originated and wanting to do my research as much as I can as much as you know I can believe yeah. what I find on Google um but like right. because I feel I I don't know I don't want to and I don't want to any longer be a part of erasing the history of like where yeah. something truly came from. And so like carving originated in like Egypt, which is Africa and, and really, you know, diving down that hole. And so I found myself watching a, a pretty recent video of like these two men who um, carve basically with just like axes and knives still. And like that's their business. It's like a father and son business. Oh, that's awesome! I love watching those too. Because yeah. it's once you know how how you appreciate it more. Yeah. And and if someone asks you, you go, well, you know what? This is how they started making it. Yeah. And this is how yeah. things have progressed. The way we can look at technology and like pick up the first iPhone is the exact same thing. To be like, well, like this is like someone's culture someone's heritage someone's like you know tradition that they taught mm -hmm. their kids i love watching those too like i've been watching a lot of uh where a lot of people in india have like there's certain techniques that people don't do anymore because the pandemic mm -hmm. has like cut back on a lot of like buying a lot yeah. of tourists so people don't go and they don't yeah. buy there and a lot of them don't know how to use the internet because they've been, you know, yep. cutting, carving with bison bones still. And you're like, how in the world are they making this like 
awesome like bitchin' lamps that are yeah, like this big and you're like that from a bison bone yeah and i was watching it and they glued the pieces together and i got this idea i'm like well that makes sense mm -hmm. if the bone is this big and they're making a plate that's this big like just it's the same color right and i was like <laughs> oh my god and like blew my mind because i have carved with like uh with antler and stuff and i'm like that just like opened up so much to me because i'm like i what well, if i don't have a big enough antler piece i could just i'm like i'm not using the whole piece right like baby jesus my brain is <laughs> i was like just glue it how yes. did i not think <laughs> yeah i mean i'm watching the the it was uh an interview being done by it looked like for this father-son carving that it was like an interview being done for like an african news channel yeah type thing and so she was like you know interviewing and um she asked like well did you <clears throat> did you like go to school or anything, you know, and their school system. And they're like, well, no, why, why do I need to go to school? Like, this is what I learned as a child. And now I just yeah. do this and I make like, money off of it. School. Yeah, yeah. School. And, um, and so each thing that she like picked up, she would ask like, how many days did it take you to carve this? And most of them, and most of the stuff was like half a day at most, maybe a day. And they're doing this well, all by hand. <laughs> because they're so proficient yeah. i know i've seen it and i'm like i or like the chainsaw people i'm like how in the yeah they're like <laughs> they start with like this huge chainsaw to a tiny chainsaw right and then like power carving and then at the end they're using chisels and i'm like i'm like and then i'm watching the video i'm like the sun hasn't gone down right I'm like they're still wearing the same clothes right i don't see any i don't see any jump cuts there's no jump cuts. Right. Ah, shit, they're doing it in one day. Damn it! I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm even thinking, like, I'll be going to, to WorkbenchCon in February, and I'll be doing, I think they just have me doing it on one day, a power carving demo, and they give me an hour and a half. And so I'm already thinking, like, what can I take what can you carve that I can actually finish carving in an hour and a half? And it's probably going to be like a small platter or something like that. Cause that's yeah. really all I'm going to be able to manage to get done. But then but you're probably going to take it halfway. halfway made. Exactly. I'm like, maybe <laughs> so it's like, I should take it like partially. Like half of it is explaining what you're doing. Right. So you really only have. <laughs> Like, like 40 45 minutes, minutes. yeah because yeah. <laughs> the other you're like explaining it too so you're like you yeah. don't want to give me a couple more like maybe two hours maybe right two and a half <laughs> like add another hour to that like yeah yeah so i'm like already hardcore like maybe i can get the inside like almost all the way carved so i'm just taking like just doing some refining same with the outside yeah. like you know i i Everybody knows what a block of wood looks like. Exactly. And so, you know, a bowl is supposed to be round. So just like take, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of those and I'm like, how do you expect them to do so much in like one hour, bro? Like they're still talking. I know. And not well, lose a finger. <laughs> I mean, partially it might I might have set it up that way because I said I wanted to do something similar to um, like they had Ashley Harwood there a few years ago who did a turning um, 
demo. And I'm like, so I want to do something similar to that. But then I was thinking, I'm like, but turners can get something done in like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's so fast. <laughs> yeah. Because the machine is spinning it for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, power carving is, but you're like, the machine is like the forces in the machine. Because yes. I also yeah. turn some. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because the right. machine is doing most of the work. You're just kind of yep. making sure that you're, you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, okay, so you turn, do you, some too, I don't, like, I don't have a lathe, I don't, I don't turn, I probably will someday, I have turned in the past, I will say when I did turning, I understood why some people fall in love with it so fast, because it's instant gratification, you can have a finished product in a couple hours, like, ready to go, sanded, finished, well, the average person can, the, I, uh, I don't, sometimes I don't know if it's my inexperience or if it's the fibromyalgia or if it's my my uh, perfectionism that I'm like, no, this is not round enough. No, this like. <laughs> or the fact that I have a full time job still yeah. and I just work in the afternoon. But <laughs> but it's I think it's the fact that the it adds so much like for I. I see it as an extension of like carving so I can mm. take that, make a bowl, make whatever, and then finish like carving in hand. Like the other day, like I've bought, like I have mallets and stuff that I use for wood carving. And I have like another one on my hip that I use mm-hmm. that's lignum vitae. And I'm like, cool, whatever. But then I was like, you know, I tried to make a, make a mallet like a while back. Like when I first started working, you know, like it's splitting now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to make a mallet. And I'm like, I'm letting this resin cure. I can't keep carving on this because the resin's on there. It's going to get all dusty on the resin. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to get that old piece of like that old weird mallet I made. And I turned it and I made this. <laughs> so it was like, because I have, I went through a phase, like I still, I love exotic woods mm-hmm. and i love doing even them they're not the like purple heart it's like how how do you cut a tree and the inside is purple <laughs> make it make sense right <laughs> like it saw these things i was like oh man i'm gonna work on that and it and it uh, made a mallet in like two days which probably is a little too long for the average i mean someone else could have finished this in one day i mean i didn't even put a finish i'm like it's i'm gonna be smacking things with it so i just did a ca glue finish yep but it took me sometimes i have to like stop and go okay it's not two days to me right it's four hours yeah because i did two hours after i finished i did the resin and all that stuff. And then I worked on it for like an hour or two. And then I came back the next day and finished it in another two hours. Like, so sometimes I have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, but it's also hard to like, what's two hours to somebody else? Like, cause obviously my machine, when I started turning, I started turning like on a little one. Mm-hmm. Cause I got the when from like Amazon, Amazon is, 
my best friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my parents, my parents are not the happiest about it. They're like, you keep getting these boxes. And my excuse is always, well, I could be spending the money on something else. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, you know, mm-hmm. could be worse. Still got all 10 fingers. So that's all that matters. And my, my favorite without joke, a finger or two eventually. I mean, that's my favorite <laughs> joke. I'm like, you don't really need a pinky. That's right. Let's, let's be honest. You could use it on your on your feet, maybe for balance. But, you right. know, I use a cane every now and then for my pharmacologist. So I really don't need that one either. Right. <laughs> and she's like, let's just keep all your fingers and toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no Crocs while I would work, but they're comfy. She's like, no. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, well, and two, to be fair, like I've found myself in that trap several times where it's like, I watch somebody like complete a project on Instagram, you know, and it seems like, how'd you do it that fast? Like it takes me forever. But then I also have to realize a few things. One, it might have taken them longer than the two days they posted pictures over. They just took pictures while they did it and then posted the pictures over the two days. Two yeah. is how long they have they been doing it and how yeah. long have we been doing yeah. it? And and just the situational stuff too, right? Like, do they get to do this full time for their full time job? Well, yeah. If I had two eight hour days, like <laughs> just to be yeah, in the shop exactly. making, like I probably could crank that out too. Um, so it's like, you always have to take that step back and be like, Instagram is not real life. Uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's the one or window YouTube. that person is willing to show. <laughs> or YouTube is yep. not real life. Cause I mean, it's like a 10 minute video, right? How many more hours are in the day? Like, and that's, and you see the jump cuts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> They like yep. put music and everything. That's not like how life works. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can count how many different outfits I wear in my uh, in my YouTube videos for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, usually, only if it's a project I'm being paid for, am I like really pushing to get that done <clears throat> in one same day. Here, same here. <laughs> and then I'm also I get very distracted, so I start something and I'm like. So first I have a moment of like, okay, I have time. Let's make something. What am I going to make? Right. <laughs> hmm. Well, I've, I have, well, I, I have that walnut thing. I could, I could put in a resin. Do I want to do resin? <laughs> I got that new, I got that new glow powder. Hmm, I should use that. And, I'm like, <laughs> and then I look and I'm like, oh, I have a bunch of palettes I haven't turned down. My dad doesn't. I should probably tear down those pallets. <laughs> oh, I should make something with this pallet wood. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and then by the time I figure something out, I'm like, shit, I already spent two hours thinking right. about something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I definitely get that too. Um, right? Or just yeah. like, well, I could have all the time. What do I do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I turn, I'm like, oh, I should clean Becky. My bandsaw. I'm like, I should clean this. Yeah, it's too rust. Because I also, rust is my arch nemesis out here. So I'm like, oh, I should, yeah, I should take the rust off of that. Put some, put some more. 
put some more wax on and make sure it's you know yeah okay so i'm gonna i'll ask that question because i just started having this issue so i moved i had to move out of the shop space i was renting shop space is at home now we did a bunch of renovation in the garage for it but still like where i have my bandsaw point in case is close to the garage door so the garage door opens if it's been raining it's like dripping water onto the band onto the um table the bandsaw the bandsaw and so i looked the other day i was like what the like (laughs) i've got rust there now and so i was like well and it'll happen in like a day and a half yeah like i'm not even kidding you (laughs) especially if there's moisture yeah what kind of wax do you use for yours because i knew i was like i gotta get some wax but do you use just like the paraffin I, wax or? I put, I do, uh, I'll do the. Like stuff like this, where it's oh. like paste wax, natural yep. stuff, because you also don't want it. You want it to not like, like yep. you want it to slide. So it, it does have some kind of coverage. I've also done where I do um, like. W the the WD40 makes some like rust stuff that I've put on there before. And that also helps like a rust preventative or a rust. Mm. Um, but the best thing I've like a wire wheel and just paste wax. Okay. Because like a wire wheel to tear down all that, yeah. like because I would I would uh scotch bright to yeah. take the rust off and and that would take forever. And and then I just realized just took a freaking wire wheel to it. So I just bought a little pack that had like yep. different sizes. And I just used my drill because I can get I just um for for Becky, I just put up the um the guard. I just put it up all yeah, the guard all the way up and I can get the drill around it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll clean I'll clean her up that way and I'll do and paste wet because it's the easiest to also take down. Right. So I use paste wax and sometimes I'll um I also have like you can do a spray like one of those um not it's not like it's like a clear coat you can mm-hmm. also use for that. I forgot where I, I think I ran out of mine, but uh Jimmy Duresta put a video up and it's like a Krylon that you, you can use on, on cast iron. Mm-hmm. It'll, it's like a thin coat that'll protect it that I've also used before. Okay. But for the most part, you're taking it down and it's sometimes it'll, if there's dust around, it'll yeah. get like sticky. Yeah. So what I've, what I've just, just a wire wheel and paste wax has been like the best one, to be honest. Yeah. Cause, and there's the paste wax that's like a white jar. Yeah. It has like a lion on it. That's the best one for it. Okay. That I've, but usually I'll do whatever I have on hand. Yeah. Because whatever's going to keep it slick and and also kind of have some kind of thin layer. But for mine, I have like, um, since I am under a, a tarp, but there's like a lip, as you can see by that yeah. sun that's coming through. There's like a lip from the tarp that's at a, at a triangle point and the carport that's flat. So we rain doesn't come straight down. So it'll whiplash and it'll, it'll hit Becky. So I have like a mattress cover that I bought 
they're like for um like a it's like a twin size mattress cover for when you you're moving or whatever and it's yeah. like thick and so i just put that on her okay and i call her it's a, yes <laughs> becky with the good blades that's what yes. i call her <laughs> So I don't know if you see the little bag that the bag that's right yeah. there, but that's where the cover is. So I just okay. when I the weather app is my friend. So I check the weather app all the time and I have a cover for Becky. I have a cover for uh, my lathe stimulus because I bought it with my stimulus check. <laughs> uh, and so I and it's like I'll get the I'll get the thick ones for like for um for like your backyard stuff you know you can buy those that you can cover like the tables or you can cover mm -hmm. like the stack chairs so like i get those for like depending on what machines like for for my jointer and my and my planer i have them on a cart so i bought the one for like stack chairs and i'm like oh that fits <laughs> nice so i just have everything yeah and it, and it works because it's waterproof so it's like it's hardcore even though uh gato got to the one for my lathe <laughs> just deep breaths yeah <laughs> um but it should still work i'm yeah. hoping i haven't unfolded it but i'm praying i really am <laughs> this girl uh -huh. Hey makers. So today's podcast episode is sponsored in part by Alicia Van Osdahl, who is the owner of Basil Blue Design Company. Alicia is a maker of all things, really. Her focus is on beautiful craftsmanship through woodworking, repurposing, refinishing art and sculpture. Her background includes 30 years of graphic design, logos, and branding. If you have an idea or concept, that and need a creative solution or graphic design, you can email Alicia directly at Alicia, and that is A-L-I-C-I-A at basilblue.com. Or you can visit her website at www.basilblue.com. And fun fact, Alicia actually designed the logo for Crafting Revolution. So that is an example of the impeccable work you can expect if that is something you are in the market for. So be sure to look up Alicia again at her website, basilblue.com. All right, let's get back into the action. So you've been, when woodworking, we first, you've been woodworking for three years. Have you been on Instagram uh, the whole time? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I went on Instagram about a year later. I started Instagram. But the first year I was kind of like doing little things. I really wasn't. I was kind of getting like doing small things. So I don't really count the first year because I really didn't do a whole lot. It was like, but about half a year in, I, I started my Instagram and I posted a bunch of pictures of whatever I had. And you can kind of see how it's like gotten better, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I have put up a couple YouTube videos on things like when I made I made a boot and I put she grabbed the camera. <laughs> Just gonna ignore it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's 
it's gonna get recycled either way. You know, when I first got her, I mean, she's beautiful, adorable girl. You know, love my life. You know, light of my days. Uh, she did. I want to say about a hundred to hundred fifty dollars worth of damage on uh, electrical wires that she decided those look like something I want to chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she chewed up Becky's cord. She chewed up the extension cord that I have five machines attached to and then the cords to those five machines <laughs> destroyed another extension cord she you know mm-hmm. uh she has attacked the dremel's cord four times um yeah <laughs> i just remind myself how much i love her and how much joy <laughs> how much joy she brings to my life that's right <laughs> Um, so, okay, so you have a, a couple YouTube videos too, one with the boot. Yeah. Super, super rad. Um, yeah, I have two on the boot. I keep telling myself that I will put the end of it because I, it, it was a lot of work. So I broke it down into two videos, three videos. I keep telling myself I will post a third one eventually. <laughs> uh, but it's just, I'm not an editor. Right. And it's just so time consuming. And I just rather be woodworking instead of like sitting at a computer and just like, like, yep, slapping, <laughs> you know, clips together. And then I, it's one of those points where I, what do I record and what I don't record? And so I recorded a lot. Mm-hmm. So then I'll have to go through that and like, uh, eventually I'll finish that. Eventually. Yeah. One day. That was one of the <laughs> tips. I think it was Jimmy who said it on, on you know, his podcast. I think it, the three of them were talking about video editing. And I think he said something about, like, if you, though he gets so much, so much video with the GoPros and stuff. So maybe it wasn't yeah. him. It might have been Bob. But they were talking about it anyways. And, and I think they said, you know, if you film short, then edit is short and that like stuck with me because I was like this is taking forever I have like 10 hours of video that I have to go through for like 30 seconds (laughs) and then like when I figure that not only does my phone but the little video camera I'm using have a time lapse I was like I could have just cut this shit in half just for time Yep. <laughs> so like, ah, baby, baby, get off the table. Yeah. So, um, I'm with you on the editing. I don't, in fact, like, yeah. that's why, honestly, like a lot, my channel has just turned to a lot of mainly just the podcast episodes, you know, where I'll put because occasional, it's so yeah, I'll put occasional project ones up. But if I have the time again, depending on if it's, if it was something paid for and I have time then I outsource the editing (laughs) and if it's if it's I tried doing that but it's like also so expensive to get someone to edit your video and you're just like sweet baby Jesus (laughs) like is it like I like really 
and then also how do like also I'm like okay well well I'll just sell like that my main also my main issue is pricing my stuff because mm-hmm. if you uh, if you go by the hours we we take making something no one's ever gonna buy it <laughs> right <laughs> let's be let's be honest right <laughs> if we charge by the hour we might as well just not yep. work <laughs> so it's like that's also my main issue I've had so many problems where I'm like how do I and then is it worth like so I think honestly like yeah that's that's definitely where it's like I I really don't sell a lot of my work what I tend to sell more of is like brand deals and so then I get to make something I want to make and yeah. I'm like, I got paid to make it though. I was going to make it regardless. Um, and then I just get to keep whatever I make, you know, for yeah. the most part or gifted or whatever. Yeah yeah. 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 But I mean, I do still make some stuff and sell it <clears throat> and, you know, people will reach out on occasion for commission, but yeah. I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm just real with the numbers and I do charge per hour. Um, and I've figured out an hourly rate wage um, because I also know I'm going to end up charging them for half the hours it's actually going to take me because I am horrible at estimating how many hours <laughs> it's going to take me to actually yeah. make that. <laughs> right? Because you get all these snags, right? So yeah. you think, I'm like, yeah, well, I could do that. And then, and then halfway through, you're like, what was I thinking? Yes. yes. How in the world am I going to finish this? Like, why would I? Right. Why? <laughs> and I never account like, for, I never account for enough sanding time. Like never. Like, and I don't know why, because I'm like half the project is sanding. Is sanding. <laughs> I think it's because we try, we try to like not think about sanding. So <laughs> so you're like, that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> We don't, we don't, we like, we try to avoid thinking about sanding. And then we can like, how could I, I I'm sanding this thing for a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. I mean, I have been able to sell a few projects, you know, this year is probably the first time I've sold projects where I feel like I came close to like, making a profit like I came close to paying for my time still not all the way but like yeah same here yeah it was it was more fair and it was like okay and it's because it was like people who understood just from following on social media like because I post so much process stuff they get it like you know that like that sound that's like was on tiktok and it's now on instagram it's like it comes so much because it takes me fucking hours yes (laughs) i know i saved it i'm waiting to use it on something (laughs) because it is true yep because it's it realistically uh, you're buying it because you can't make it right (laughs) (laughs) let's be real you can't make it that's why you're buying it and we can make it so let's just pay us for making it that's right (laughs) 
It's like, I don't have like Walmart or Target tattooed to my ass. So I am not seriously (laughs) and I cannot mass produce this. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll work sometimes like what I've been doing now, like I'll be like, okay, so I can work with if you want, like pay me half now. So at least I can buy the wood or whatever I need. And it's going to take me a while to finish it. So in between that time, you can save up and whatever and then pay me once I before I hand it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can continuously give me payments until you finish paying right. it off. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but that's my biggest issue. Like what I, the way I got a good revenue on something I made is, uh, I, was, I don't know if you've seen the vid- the pictures or videos that I posted on making paddles. Because mm-hmm. I'm also part of the leather community. Uh, like the kink and leather community so so that was also we have a, a event we do once we they have an the community has an event that they do every month where they call it swap meet not as in like meeting yep. people meet as in like <laughs> yep uh m-e-a-t meet, instead of m-e-e-t yes yeah as you can imagine <laughs> and and it's basically vendors or people in the community that do crafts or do whatever and we set up a table and sell our stuff and those paddles because I was able to batch them out yeah I think that's where I did good on that profit because yeah they'll pay 60 80 dollars for that paddle and even that I think was low um but since I batched them out out of one big slab of wood that I got like 20 30 dollar piece right. of wood and I got like six paddles out of mm-hmm. out of that piece of wood you know it kind of made sense mm-hmm. but if you're not batching out if you're doing car- the problem with carvings and stuff like that it's like a one-off thing too yep. so it's like and carvings take forever yes <laughs> as much as and, and it just does mm-hmm. it just does yep yeah I with mean- this one yeah, with this one, the guy found me on Instagram and he's like, I trust you. He's like, four artistic uh, liberties are on you. He said, this this is uh, our platoon logo and just like, do your thing. And I was very, very thankful for that. Even though I, I, I told him, I'm like, I'm posting stuff so you can see the process when there's something I'm changing or whatever. Like, I will message him and stuff. We had a call the other day and he said he was loving the way it was working. Um, and I told him, he's like, how long do you think you'll have it ready? And I was like, uh, he's like, you said two, three months. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, maybe the end of December, um, maybe mid-December. I was like, but I'd rather give you a longer timeline and you have that in mind and me finish it earlier than that. Right. <laughs> I got, I'm going smarter, right? Because yeah. <laughs> the one before this one, Thankfully, was like a like secondhand family member, like my right. cousin's cousin. Yeah. So they were more patient with me. Um, with like, I might take another week. I might take. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, but I was like, yeah, I'd rather give you like a crazy timeline and finish earlier. And he had already paid for a full price, so I was like, okay, like, yeah, you know. So he's yeah. like, no, yeah, I totally get it. Thank you. I was like, 
Yeah, and, I, uh, and he I was very like, I get it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, I haven't learned that whole timeline thing. I'm still in the. I'm going to give you this timeline. Just know there's a 90% probability I'm going to reach out about three days before that's due and say I need another whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the first one I've done it for. Uh, let's just hope it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it at that. Let's just hope it sticks. <laughs> yeah. I have learned, though, to not take any work if they need it in a quick timeline fashion, you know. Unless it's something small. Yeah. That's how yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I very, like, whenever they ask me, the first question is, how soon do you need it? <laughs> okay. Okay, so you need it. Okay. Uh, what's your budget? Yep. <laughs> and then, okay. So it might take this long. Right. And it might be <laughs> this much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always love when I get the response of on the budget question. Well, I don't really have a budget for it. Okay. Well, just, well, just yeah. throwing this number out there, it's going to be in this ballpark. And then they're like, oh, I guess oh. I'm like 200. I'm like, you should have said that when I when I asked you the budget. You know, when I said a budget, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how much do you want to spend on this? And that's going to dictate whether yeah. you get a pony or you get a horse. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or if I just say, yeah, I can't even do it for that. Like. I have, yeah. a, I have appreciated, so like, I have a pretty good stockpile of wood, right? So right now Same I can here. make almost anything off of what I have, but I'm not going to lie. I have used the price of lumber right now to be an example of saying no when true. they're trying to undervalue me to be like, well, with the cost of lumber right now, I can't even do that. Like, I can't even buy the wood for that project at that price. Yeah. And also because you never know when you're going to need to just buy the wood, right? Right. <laughs> also, like, yeah, I have, like, crazy stockpiles of wood, and I still buy wood. Yeah. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Right. I, need a thick, I need a thicker slab. Right. Okay. <laughs> I've started putting wood in the, in the dining room. I don't know how long that's going to last. That's probably not going to last very long. <laughs> I mean, it's in the corner where I keep. So like once we, you're going through the French doors on the left, that's where I have like my my vest. So, so I try I put it behind that little chair. So I have a chair, like an old Ikea chair where I put my vest <laughs> and my sweater and my hat. So I put it behind there. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. It's a six foot piece of wood. <laughs> pretty obvious right <laughs> that it's longer than that chair right <laughs> but i haven't said anything so they haven't said anything <laughs> they might say something after watching this video right. we're just gonna pretend <laughs> like like i don't know what they're talking about exactly <laughs> well tanya so, we're actually at the like end of our our time together so Fun. I want to give you a chance, though, to let people know like where they can find you and follow along with you. Well, uh, my Instagram is at Tanya Made. Um, Tanya, my name. Oh, 
that makes it easy yeah um uh, yeah i made i made that my logo my because i'm tanya and i'm making stuff i figured it didn't put me in a box of like woodworking right since i do a lot of sometimes i i like i hope to one day expand to like metal even though everybody tells me i'm a little too clumsy for that <laughs> <laughs> they're like let's just not work with fire right <laughs> i'm like well but we could forge things, right. but let's not work with fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that'll be fun. <laughs> That's right. Uh, right. But yeah, so just Instagram is my main one. Uh, I might, if I were to put a YouTube video someday, it'll be on there. <laughs> it'll show up on there. <laughs> Okay. And I have the links to all my stuff to my link tree on my Instagram. So if you want to find me anywhere else through all my other, I guess, YouTube, Facebook, all the, the links to that are on my Instagram. So I think Instagram would be my main thing. If you're in the national city area, uh, let me know before you show up at my house, probably. <laughs> um, uh, fair, that's that, a fair yeah, Instagram. <laughs> Other than that, Instagram, if you okay. show up at my house, you might as well bring treats for me and my dog. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, anytime. Awesome. Okay, so again, that was Tanya of Tanya Made on Instagram. I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the show notes for today's episode. Where you can find those is first check the description on your podcast app. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, you can find it in the description down below. And then you can head on over to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcast and find the show notes for today's episode as well as all the past episodes. Be sure to follow along with the podcast over on Instagram at Crafting a Revolution. And uh, when I am not interviewing fantastic people and making podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across all the social media platforms, active most frequently and often on Instagram and TikTok. So come on over at Freeman Furnishings and say hi. All right. We are headed towards the end of another week, so I just got one thing to say. As always, let's go craft a revolution. She, her, them, they got something they want to say. Solution for the toxic masculinities. Pollution.